With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Remote Controlled, Variety's TV podcast. I'm Deborah Birnbaum. Every week we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. On this week's episode, we're talking to Lee Daniels, the executive producer of Empire and Fox's new show, Star. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Deborah Birnbaum, executive editor of TV at Variety, and it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's podcast, Lee Daniels. Yay. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Deborah. I really appreciate it. Good to see you again. He's one of the busiest men in TV. He's got a few projects going on. Not only is he running Empire, he's also got Star. I know. So let's talk about Star. How'd you come up with the idea for it? Well, let's talk about that I had to keep you waiting. I'm so sorry that no I had to keep you waiting. It was just crazy. You know, you, do you see how hectic it was just trying to connect these two spirits to talk about the show? Well, that just shows how busy you are and how fantastic yeah. it is. Yeah, so I have to come in and throw that guilt off my shoulders. No guilt and, at all. Okay. No guilt at all. Mm. Now, what was your question? My question is, let's talk about Star. How'd you come up with the idea for it in the first place? Um, there are a multiple of things that, that um, were at the DNA of Star. The first time that I had, uh, I think what changed my life and, 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 and what prompted me into getting into this business was uh, Dream Girls. And I remember stealing my mother's orange El Dorado when I was 16 to drive from Philadelphia to New York City to sneak in the back of the original productions of Michael Bennett's Dream Girls and how it changed my life. And how it, I literally had tingles down my spine and I couldn't figure out, I'd never seen anything like it before in my life. I think Hamilton is the closest thing that's made me feel that way. But, um, the closest thing, but for the most part, um, it really, at, 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 at that age, it was so, in, it changed me. And I knew that it was something that I wanted to do. Now, I, um, this was pre-Spike Lee and certainly post the black exploitation era. So there weren't any um, role models necessarily for me to follow. Maybe Bill Cosby, maybe Sidney Poitier, maybe, you know, if I really had to think, think, think. But um, it changed my life. And and they were, they were, they played it by the book. They weren't, you know, they were playing it very straight and narrow. They were, weren't paying it from the lens that I have, which is that, which is not only African-American, but from a gay lens. Which is the specificity of it all? It, 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 you know, it's it's it it's um it's different, and um so uh, and so when I after Empire, and I wasn't prepared for the success of Empire at all. It really was on my bucket list, um, of things to do. I come from theater. I moved into film by accident. 
um, I was looking to go back to theater. Um, a friend of mine, Wendy Cummings, said, "Why are you struggling like this? You've gotten all these people Oscars. You know, what, what do you? Why are you got all these awards? And are you broke? Like, do some TV." <laughs> and I had my kids that were going to college, and that was the reason, really, why I wanted to do Empire because I figured it was a nice paycheck for the pilot. Um, you know, I didn't think it was going to get picked up, and not only picked up, but what to, to do what it did. It really was a shocker to me. I was scheduled to do something else, and it was just, it just, it, it threw my whole world into a, I, and I, and I thought I knew it all, and I didn't know it all because it was a new um, um, frontier for me, and um, politics involved, and um, just a, a collaboration in a way that I knew not know how I never I, I didn't know how to do. And um, and I remember wanting out, <laughs> but then the, then the success came of the show, and I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, I'm, and I'm in it. And then before I know it, um, I'm signing a deal with Fox, and I'm excited about the deal because they're great collaborator collaborators. Um, and they said, what do you want to do? And I had to think, and I thought about the thing that made me change. What what. What made me change? And then I thought about, um, I was going to do in television Valley of the Dolls for them. And, am I talking too much? No, that's okay. Keep going. You're I telling know, great I stories. Like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm talking too much. This is all good. <laughs> I think we want to know um, the story of Star. So this is all So fantastic. I was going to do Valley of the Dolls, but, um, and I wrote a great script, and um, they got nervous because Pan Am and Playboy Club had tanked at the time. So they didn't do it. So that lived in me. Um, you know, after Precious, I had told Queen Latifah we were going to do something that was sort of Paris is Burning-ish, you know? Um, and we were looking for something to do. Um, and then I wanted to tell, you know, you know, the Lions family empire really is about my family, you know? And, um, and where I'm at today. An exaggerated version of, of, of that with a lot of truth under it all. And I, I realized that I had not told, as I was looking to tell all of this, I was looking to talk about stuff that was politically relevant because at the time of this, we were in, this is pre-Trump, I felt that we were in a pre-Civil War. And I felt that it was important for me to address topics that were current, um, that I could tell mainstream um, that would affect my family and help heal my family and help heal white people and to help marry us all together as one. And I felt, and, and, and so I felt that, um, you know, I wanted to talk about everything. And, and so I wanted to hit all those wonderful stories that had inspired me and um, to talk about what was going on in the world today and um, to also talk about a time in my life that I haven't talked about because, you know, you can't... Um, direct or write something that you don't really know. So um, it really is about me when I landed into Hollywood homeless and, um, you know, living out of churches, living from my car and the things that I would do and did to become what I am today. And um, also reflecting on whether or not it was all worth it and whether or not, um, you know, what ultimately does success, fame, and money mean? 
Perfect. That's a lot. That was a lot. I think you answered about 10 of my questions. But Dang. let's But let's start with this one. <laughs> Give me a minute to breathe after that. Have a few blueberries. Take a few <laughs> minutes to breathe. Obviously, an election has come and gone since you've written and conceived of the show. How has it changed your feelings and the stories that you want to tell with the show? Um... Ironically, just the opposite that, you know, you would think that I don't know whether or not I'm psychic or what, but I knew this was coming somewhere deep. Yeah. Somewhere deep in my heart. I knew that this was coming because I, I stopped my 16 hour work days, um, forever. And on the weekend I was on the Hillary trail to a point where I was literally exhausted and I couldn't move and I couldn't work, but I was determined to get people to come out to vote because in my heart, I knew that. And and I think that that's why I did the show. I think it was really a premonition of what I felt was going to come. And, um, and so, and even while I was doing the show, I still, I still felt that the show wasn't going to be enough that I had to stand and, and, and take a stand um, and so on the weekends I was out there hustling, you know, for her. And, um, so if anything, you know, what I've learned is that I, after I have not seen the news once I have, and I'm a CNN junkie, uh, you know, um, a news junkie, uh, a, a newspaper junkie. The New York Times and, and you know these 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 the LA these these are mag these are newspapers that I but I find myself escaping and so uh, um, though we started out with a very political um, agenda you know uh, it, with the show about race about um, sort of politics about self uh, about, about about gender. Um, I found myself shifting a little bit into a place of fun because I, I write what I know. And what I know right now is, is that I am um, choosing to be in a state of a denial. So I think that I'm trying to make it more of um, a place where people can escape um, these, these harsh realities. And I understand why they were doing some of the shows that they were doing when they were doing it um, during hard times in America. And so for me, I'm doing, I'm, I'm having fun with it now with little moments of seriousness to remind us that we are in a place of uh, unrest in our country. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be natural for people to want to compare to the show to Empire. Oh my but I've God, heard you why, I know. <laughs> and I've heard you call it the anti-Empire. I really shouldn't say that because... That says, like, I don't, I don't love my other child. Right. And, like, that really, I start thinking about that. Why am I saying that? You're allowed to have two children. I am, right? Right. And they but can I, be very and different. I love them, and I love them equally. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I felt that at first that I had to say anti-empire because that's what people would think, you know? And I, my knee-jerk was to defend my new child, to, to not compare it to that show because... My other show is um, what it is. My other show is 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 dynasty. It's bombastic. It's over the top. It's you know. I mean, come on, honey. It's Alexis Carrington. It's Cookie. It's you know. It's that. And this, on the other hand, we give you a flavor of that. 
you know, in with, through our Lenny Kravitz and Naomi Campbell characters. But um, for the most part, it really is uh, not. It's it, it's about struggle. It's more of you know, if Dynasty was um, my go to when I was making um, when Danny and I were making Empire. Um, Good Times really was my was my go to when I was making. You know, and Maude and Archie Bunker was sort of you know, my go-to when I was making this and creating this show right here. I love that analogy. Uh-huh. It's really about these girls struggling to succeed. Mm. Which is what I was doing when I was young. And things that I would do that I'm embarrassed about. Because I can't heal as a person unless I'm telling my stories for you to see. Like, I can't heal and, and learn from my mistakes and feel better about myself if I'm not sh- bearing my soul to you and um, warts and all that I'm embarrassed about so I can look myself in the mirror and go, look what you did. Are you happy with what you did? Talk about the cast, how you built the cast and how you got everyone to sign on from Queen Latifah to the unknowns that you found. As I told you, I wrote it for Queen. I wrote about three girls. I really wanted it to be, um, originally I called it, I, I wrote it about a white girl who, because I wanted the country to heal, and I wanted to see her um, see the world. I wanted to see this white girl thrown into this from from poverty with a half-black sister, thrown into a, both poor, thrown into um, this all-black world, and what that was like. And, and and that the irony is that the third girl, that the uh, the girl group, uh, Alexandra, played by Ryan Destiny, is this rich girl from the Upper West Side. And um, that they're all trying to find family. And they're all, um, they all represent America, as I know it to be. I have so many friends that are half black and half white. A lot of friends. I mean, more than I could count. And, you know, what, what do they identify as black? Do they identify as white? I wanted to explore racism within the black community itself. I wanted to explore homophobia within the gay community itself because it exists. And I wanted to explore, um, I wanted to explore the church. I wanted to make the church, you know, what was missing for me, I think was missing, and, and, and part of the reason why we are where we are is, is that, and I include myself, is, is that I, don't, I didn't pass on those values that my mother passed on to me, that my father passed on to me, the importance of um, God, the importance of spirituality, because I was so busy trying to leave the environment that I was in that on that journey I forgot and um, you put your kids in these fancy schools and you're on the road and you're making money and I that's my personal journey but I think that with with other people's journeys uh, they've forgotten They've forgotten what their mothers and fathers have um, taught them. 
And it has affected um, the society that we're living in right now. Certainly my children. And so I think that um, there's this laissez-faire-ness about um, a higher power. And I'm here to bring that back in some way. And, and without, without hitting you over your head. You know, without, you know, what's that movie? With, I love that show, too. And I love Della Reese. What's that show that she did, you know, back oh, in the... right. Um, what was that? Touched by an Angel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah. It's sort of a hit version of that, mm-hmm. too, you know? This sounds like it became a very personal show for you. Everything I do is personal. I don't know how to do anything unless, you know... It's something that I've smelled or eaten or breathed or made love to (laughs) (laughs) or experienced. It's not not personal. What have you learned from the experience of making Empire that's helping you as you make Star? How to deal with all these crazy people because there's so many crazy people involved and these personalities involved. And also how... um, how to come in on budget <laughs> it's hard you've got a lot of things going on especially when you're dealing with music mm-hmm. um, and how much I miss my partners um, with Brian Grazier and Danny Strong and Eileen Chaikin I, I, um, I'm on my own pretty much I have a new group but this is singularly my vision so if it falls it's, I'm falling and, um, but I'm rolling a dice and um, like I have in my entire career. And sometimes you like them and sometimes you don't. And if you don't, guess what? Check next. Moving on. I'm on to something else. But you're also staying within the Fox family. Yeah. What has that relationship meant to you? Well, I didn't get them at first. You know, I didn't understand them at first. I didn't. Um, I, and it wasn't. It could have been any entity, any network or any organization you have to understand that every movie, every play, every anything that I've ever done in my entire life has been with me raising the money and me writing the checks as I yell action and cut. So it has singularly been my vision and I've never been able to incorporate anybody's notes, ideas or anything. It's been my way or the highway. And so it has been, um, but as a, as an artist, it is, um, and though I, and though I know, I'll, you know, I, I take people's advice and I do, I'm, I'm really collaborative in a very subconscious way. I'm, 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 if people on the streets are saying this ain't reading right and this is reading bullshit, I am, my antennas are up and moving, but I'm not used to being ordered, you know, on what that doesn't compute so well. And so, and so what, what, what this journey has been, has been an acceptance of learning as an artist to, um, to embrace the politics of, um, of, 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 of the, the makings of a series. And, and, and that, um, and cause I always were, my go-to is always whatever those test audiences say and has always been because they don't lie the audience doesn't lie so i'd listen to to the notes that the network has given me and the studio has given me most times there's some really good notes mm, but i ultimately rely on watching the faces of the people that i'm showing the show to 
So my relationship with Fox has been incredible. I think that they have let me, when you really think about, when you, I was just thinking this recently of like what they have done. You know, something that changed my life was in living color. My God, that was so radical for its time. It was incomprehensible. You know that, and, and another show that just changed my world, and, and it was was Arsenio Hall. Like for me as a black man, I, I those things did not exist. Those, those seeing people that I knew, you know, that I could relate, not personally, but that I could identify with, fueled me into making the things that I wanted to make. So, uh, and so, it's no surprise that I'm here. Uh Uh-uh. Oh. As you look back over the three seasons of Empire so far, is there a moment you're proudest of? I'm really proud of this season. Well, I mean, you know, I'm proud of the pilot. I'm proud of the first, you know, that, 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 that thing. I'm proud of that first season, too. Um, Because it was, um, it was stuff that I was just wanted to vomit I had to get out but what I'm really proud of is is this season that the show found its voice and that I had minimal part to do with it that I was just sprinkling my fairy dust over it and I you know I could lay back for a minute you know well I ain't really laying back because I got this right here but if I would not be able to have done this right here and that right there, I'd be in a loony bin. You'd be interviewing me down at Santa Monica Mental Ward or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be happy to come visit. What about a challenging moment? Is there a moment that you look back that you would like to do over or something that you learned from that was particularly difficult? From Empire? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There was a moment where... I felt that it was my show because it was my story. So I came in and I spoke to people with my agenda. And I regret um, taking that tone because empire and nothing I do belongs to me. It's not mine. It doesn't belong to me, you know. It's it's the universe. It's you know, it's so many people that have done so many things that have really. Everybody says they want to claim it. They're because they're proud of it, you know. And um, so I I remember there was like in, in this uh, second season halfway through, like there was this conversation that was had and. I was very, very sad because I, 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 I didn't, I feel that it wasn't that the show that the show had lost um, the spirit that I intended it to have, and, um, and I, you know, I, I went off, and, um, and I regret that because um, it was selfish. And it wasn't a looking at everybody's hard work that they had done. And that it made me take a look after I had gone off. That it, I wasn't the only one. We were all working hard. And it just wasn't going right. Because there were too many cooks in the kitchen. And that's what's natural. And we don't get better until we find out the mistakes. And um, 
Yeah. <laughs> so how did you fix that? Mm. Flowers, <laughs> wine, <laughs> begging for forgiveness. <laughs> it does the trick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no angry black man. I promise. I just look like one sometimes. <laughs> I didn't say you were. <laughs> You know, and and so yeah. I mean, I regret that. I regret that. Um, but I think that people knew my soul, mm -hmm. and they knew that my passion, and they knew that you know, they knew that those that know me know me, right. and those that don't, fuck them. <laughs> Given the success of Empire, I know there's been talk about a spinoff. Is that something you still want to do? Mm hmm. When. <laughs> You've got a full dance card. Win. But I think that I'll get involved. I don't know. I don't know. The, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know how involved I'll be, but I will have, I will, I will, I will have a, you know, I will be there. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there for you. But I, you know, um, I'm curious because they are talking, seriously talking about it. What would it look like? Do you know who would center on? Hmm? Who would it center on? I don't know. We're, we're really talking about it right now. Okay. We're trying to figure out like what, like what it is. And um, but I also know that I have a film career i went to see tom ford's movie last night which i loved and um and i realized and i and i as i left the theater i was crying mm -hmm. um because i was like i miss what it is that i do that i've Don't done like yeah like you know like the, it's a whole different headspace and um um I've never pretended to be Shonda Rhimes, you know, or Ryan Murphy. You know, I, I just, I, 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 I'm here to do some TV, but that, that's not my, that ain't me, you know? Um, so um, I, I'm very anxious to get back to film. You have a few films lined up too, don't you? Mm-hmm. It's the Richard Pryor movie. How's that coming along? It's coming along. Ask Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> That's who you should ask. Don't ask me. Let me pull up my phone. Ask, yeah. Dear Harvey. Harvey. <laughs> Paging Harvey. Harvey oh, Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Are you around, Mr. Wayne? Hello? Hello? <laughs> Why do you prefer filmmaking to TV? I prefer both. I just miss uh, film. I prefer both. You know? I think that um, there's a, a wonderful art to, to, to making uh, television and and um, something that I've appreciated, something that I've grown to appreciate, um, but there's a, there's also that same fulfillment that I get from film, and it's time. It's been a long time since the Butler. You know, I got some gray. <laughs> I don't see any gray. <laughs> I see nothing. <laughs> do you have any dream TV series you would want to do? Another one. Another one. How You're can good. you? Are you crazy? <laughs> yes, I'm nuts. No, um, well, I'm doing another time. I am doing a half hour. I know. That's why I'm asking. I, I am. I'm doing a half hour. I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it in merging. I p partnered with Brian Grazier because I love him so much. 
to do a um to do this I, I, to do a um a black version of, version of Roseanne. Amazing. Yeah, man. She's she's um she's this incredible comedian that comes from the world that I come from and has a voice very similar to 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 uh to Roseanne's and has the has lived the life that I have lived and has and, and walked the path that so many of, of 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 my relatives and my friends have walked. And I've never seen anything done like that in comedy before, ever. And I think she's going to um I think she's gonna change the change the meaning of half hour television, if I may be so arrogant to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's funny as shit. I'd watch her. I I, I, and I don't watch TV that much. Well, given the impact that Empire's had on television, I think it's a. I think I'd let you get away with that. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks thank for you spending your time. Very much. listening to this week's show. We'll be back next week with another great episode. We've got Daryl Frank and Justin Falvey, the presidents of Amblin TV. They're the producers of the new hit series Ball and one of my favorite shows, The Americans. This has been Remote Controlled, only on Variety. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.